Hi, and welcome to this week's LGBT Wellness Podcast. Each week, LGBT HealthLink, a program of Centerlink, brings you a roundup of some of the biggest LGBTQ wellness stories from the past week. Get ready to listen and learn lots. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to our LGBT Wellness Roundup. As always, if you want to check out any of the stories that I'm going to discuss for yourself, you can go to blog.lgbthealthlink.org. Let's go to our first story, Sexual Minority Canadians Face Assault. Outreported on new research finding that sexual minority Canadians were almost three times as likely as their heterosexual peers to report assault within the past year. 11% of sexual minorities reported assault compared to 4% of heterosexual individuals within the past 365 days. Over the course of the lifetime, 59% of sexual minorities reported assault compared to 37% of others. So the disparity shrinks a little bit, but it's still a, a huge disparity. And the fact that more than half of sexual minority folks in Canada are going to face some kind of assault sometime in their life is really troubling. Next up, who needs schooling? UBINET reported that the Texas State Board of Education has voted down proposals that proponents said would have taught youth basic understanding of and respect for LGBT peers, making schools safer places. Meanwhile, Pink News recorded that a study uh, in the UK found that 4 in 10 adults would not want their young children to learn that it's okay to be gay and lesbian. Just really interesting to see stories from different parts of the world in which um, either, you know, the administrators overseeing education or parents themselves aren't maybe as comfortable as we would have thought around LGBT subjects and maybe need a little bit of education themselves. And our next story, Mississippi Clinic Makes History. The Hour reported on the opening of the first clinic in Mississippi tailoring to the transgender and non-binary community. With an estimated 15,000 transgender people in the state, Mississippi had only one healthcare center offering hormone therapy at all, and that was, you know, a general healthcare center, not somewhere specific for trans and non-binary folks. And many trans folks had reported being turned away from providers in their area, even for routine care. So, you know, you go in and you look for something that has nothing to do with being transgender and the, the, the doctor either, you know, because they just don't want to see you or because they just have some misunderstandings and, you know, uh, maybe some unconscious bias that they say that they can't treat you because they don't understand hormone therapy and they don't know how that's going to interact with something. So just, you know, a lot of concerns brought up in the article about how hard it was um, and still is for people in Mississippi to access gender-affirming care. Um, But this new clinic is helping to make that happen. And thanks to telehealth technology, they're able to offer services statewide, which is great because obviously it's a pretty big state. And so geography is another issue. Next up, Ecuador approves health rights for LGBT folks. Human Rights Watch reported uh, that after an eight-year struggle, Ecuador's National Assembly approved a bill that guarantees a universal right to health for all people in Ecuador. It specifically calls out women, adolescents, and LGBT folks as people who are in need of special protections. The law includes a reinforcement on the existing ban on conversion therapy, which, you know, we see a lot here in the states in the U.S. It's one thing to ban it, but then it's another thing to actually make it enforceable. So, you know, I'm sure that that's what this is hoping to achieve. 
And it also protects intersex children from unnecessary surgery, which is awesome and something that we haven't really broached at all here in the states. You know, there, there's a couple of states that are looking at this um, that have taken some action. But in general, you know, it's still it's still legal for totally unnecessary surgery to be performed on intersex kids. And oftentimes parents are misled and all of that. So um, really amazing to see Ecuador coming out with this um, wonderful bill that has all sorts of health protections for all different people, but that includes a bunch of special protections for LGBTQI plus people. And our next story, Global Trans Org Set to Release Standards. Helio explored the mental health needs of transgender individuals, including some of the myths and vague beliefs that get in the way of care, such as that all mental health issues must be controlled before someone can seek gender-affirming surgery. The article also discusses the new standards of care coming from the World Professional Association for Transgender Health, commonly known as WPATH. Those are due out soon, so that's exciting. And finally for this week, Book Unites Queer Health Stories. Gay City News reported on the release of a new book called Bodies and Barriers, Queer Activists on Health. The book features essays from more than two dozen LGBT activists from around the world. The book's editor, Adrian Shanker, is the executive director of the Bradbury Sullivan LGBT Community Center, and he goes into kind of looking at, you know, the perspective from, from a community center here in the U.S., looking at COVID-19, health quality issues, equity issues, and a lot of things that I think will be really interesting to check out. I also always like to take this kind of opportunity to remind folks that if you want to look and see what your local LGBT center is up to in the era of COVID-19 and beyond, go to uh, lgbtcenters.org where you can find an interactive directory and there may be more centers around you um, than you, than you realize. That's always the case for me. I'm always finding new organizations every time I check it out. Well, that wraps up another episode of our LGBT Wellness Roundup. Thanks, as always, for listening. Head on over to blog.lgbthealthlink.org if you want to check out any of these stories for yourself. And otherwise, tune in next week for another edition of the podcast.